Hi, this is Eden Busani, and I'm your host for the Meraki Podcast. Every Monday and Thursday, we upload new episodes from incredible speakers who share their wisdom on important life lessons and their personal journeys towards living a purposeful life. Tune in on Thursdays to get my latest scoop on self-growth and personal development. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Welcome to another Meraki podcast. Today we have Lee Chambers, who is an environmental psychologist, well-being consultant, and founder of Essentialized Workplace Wellbeing. He has an amazing story to come with us today. Lee Chambers uh, spent the last 10 years focusing on well-being and performance in the local government, corporate organizations, and in elite sports. And now he is here today to bring all that experience and all these qualifications that he has to this podcast to talk about, we're going to talk about today why we wait to give gratitude, to give thanks. And I think Lee is the perfect person to come up, share his story and talk to us all about that. So let us welcome Lee. How are you? I'm really well. Thank you, Eden. It's great to be on. Yes. I'm so happy that you are here with us today. We have such an amazing topic to cover. Um, and I am aware that you do have an amazing story for us. Um, but why don't you first start by telling us a little bit about yourself and we'll get to, uh, then talk about why we give, why we usually appreciate after it's too late. Yeah. So I'm from Preston in the North of the UK and Really, my own journey revolved around me growing up in a household where I had food on the table and the roof over my head, and I was the first one in my family to go to university. I had challenges around that, around my own mental health and transitioning between being a child and being a man, trying to find out who I was authentically and not really having the tools and the emotional intelligence to dig into that. But over time, you start to overcome your challenges and grow as a person so I, I grew through that and managed to graduate went out into the corporate world and then lost my job very quickly due to the credit crunch so I went back to the drawing board again set up a business which allowed me to start doing some qualifications and worked in different industries and really started to kind of build my life I got married had my son and then all of a sudden my world was turned upside down when I lost the ability to walk for illness and that really changed my worldview and made me a very different man than the one I used to be, but a man who kind of grew through that suffering and became much more grateful and much more appreciative of the amazing life that I'd been given. Wow, that is, that's an incredible story, because now you are, you're walking now. Yeah, so I'm back on my feet. I can now walk for a few miles without any aids, and I'm actually on the pathway to become medication-free and control my illness just by lifestyle, eating well, sleeping well, and moving enough just on their own. Wow, and how does that feel when you can walk after being not being able to walk? It feels liberating because you don't really remember those days as a, as a baby when you couldn't. So you really, your only memories in life are of walking. And because you don't have those memories of before, that period you actually take it for granted because there's never been a time when you've not walked so you, you, it just kind of like breathing you just do it and it's just there it's always there for you and we're really not very good as humans at being grateful for things that we can just do yeah sometimes 
sometimes the things we have in life that are the most important things are the things we take for granted. That's, that's like a fact. The things that family, the fact that we can breathe, the fact that we can eat, the fact that we're not disabled, that we can see, you know, that we can feel emotions and love and, or, or upsetness or whatever, whatever it is, we can, we just take it for granted. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that, and I mean, it changed your life. I mean, I know that I'm just going to get personal here. I know that I had a back problem. I got my motorcycle license. Uh, I started riding and for some reason, I don't know how just randomly my, 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 my back just started feeling in so much pain. I went to the doctor and they said I had a disintegrated disc, a herniated disc, whatever. And that led me to have a sciatica problem to my left leg. I don't know if it was from riding the bike or, I mean, obviously it was from years before that, you know, maybe I hadn't noticed it, but it accelerated. And one day, which started last year, August, actually, um, my pain was so bad, I ended up in the hospital. And not only that, I was not able to walk, sneezing, coughing, laughing out of the question. I couldn't even laugh. I couldn't sneeze. Every time I coughed, I was in so much pain and I couldn't walk and just I'm telling you right now, honestly, just about a month ago, I got an epidural to get rid of that pain. I've been seeing a chiropractor, um, starting yoga, really being, learning to be active. And I can tell you right now, I am in seventh heaven that I can walk. I feel like I am so grateful every single day that I can sweep my house, that I can dance, that I can do the exercise that I love. And I'm so grateful. And to me, I think about it like, how did I take this for granted before I, before when I had it? Yeah, in, in so many ways, it's just the human condition, and we're very wired to enjoy that novel experience of something new. But it's like, say, if you got your new car, and it's amazing, it's shiny, it's got all these new buttons inside, but after a week, it just becomes your car, and it's not novel and interesting anymore. And suddenly, you start taking things for granted and search for something else that's new and novel, that new thing that's shiny, that promotion, that big goal, that thing that we feel that happiness will be there when we get there, and we can disconnect from the fact that actually happiness comes from all the little things that we always have access to. And for me, when I lost the ability to walk, it was over the course of five days, and it was challenging because I went from being fully independent, doing whatever I wanted when I wanted, playing team sports, going seeing my friends and spending time with my family to be in laying hospital bed for a whole month completely immobile not able to show myself not able to feed myself properly and in that first week I felt frustration I felt shock I actually started to feel grief for mobility because sometimes as a man when you're not so self-aware you actually put a lot of value on your physicality and your ability to move around and in some ways, I'd done that and suddenly felt like it had been stripped from me overnight. And that was difficult and challenging. But in that second week, when you get so much time to reflect when you can't move, because you can't really do anything else but reflect and go into yourself and start to build your own self-awareness, it just hit me. I'd been ungrateful for walking, but all of a sudden, I'd been ungrateful for all these people who are now helping me shower, helping me eat, just even helping me live. And then I'll kind of expand that even further. And suddenly I'm like, okay, so I've grown up in the Western world. I've always had food in my stomach. I've always had a roof over my head. I've had free education, 
now having free healthcare, or the opportunity to set up a business. And I've had lots of different opportunities from jobs to the culture I've spent in, the chance to go to entertainment, all these restaurants. It's like, whoa, you've got a million things to be grateful for. And you're going to sit here and be sad about one thing. And that just flipped the switch, made me think it's time for me to take ownership. I'm going to try and get back on my feet. When it's hard, I'm going to push it. I'm going to have that proactive mindset. I'm going to attack this disease as much as it's attacking me. And for all of us, we can kind of hit that switch somewhere in our suffering journey where we just decide that we're going to cut off all other decisions and cut off that, those negative feelings. We're going to feel them, but we're going to use them as fuel to push on further, to generate those positive feelings and to actually start to see, I have this identity of who I want to be. So I'm going to take the actions that's needed. I'm not going to sit here and think about how I feel and let that control my actions because you're not going to feel great. It's going to hurt. You're stiff. You're in pain. All those mornings I woke up, I was like, don't want to do this. But I decided I was going to be walking again. And I had a massive power of why because not long after being out, uh, out admitted from hospital, my daughter was born. And I said, by the time she's walking, I'm going to be walking with her. And that power of why, That's beautiful. it can fuel you to do amazing things if you have a motive to be motivated every day wow wow your story literally brings me to tears lee so amazing so inspiring and i was gonna say like like you said like we take we take things for granted all the time the people who take care of us the things that are the most important things to us and we just take it for granted because we have it every single day we don't notice it we feel like it's owed to us at this point. But in one day, it could be gone. Like that, just like that. And like, so I've, oh, I'm always thinking to myself, like, how can I, how can I practice more gratitude? How can I, I always want to keep it in the front of my mind because sometimes you can go through a few days at a time without even thinking about what you appreciate. And that can kind of like, you know, I, I try to like take a few, you know, every day, just a few minutes and just, even if I'm sitting outside, it'll automatically come to me. Oh, I'm so grateful that I have this view, oh, you know, like just small things like that. And, and so I, I was wanted to, I wanted to ask you, like, maybe you have something that you can share with me and with the audience. Like what are, if, when you were in that position, did you have like, other than just having your whole day to have self-awareness, which is a gift in itself. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at it that way, um, <laughs> shift the perspective. Um, but like, what would you say um, would be a great way to try to hone into this practice of appreciation every single day to be able to remind yourself so that it becomes instinct. So you don't have to keep reminding yourself to be grateful so that it just becomes part of you. Yes. Yeah, so gratitude and appreciation, it's like a muscle. You have to practice it the more you practice it the stronger you get the more it becomes a habit but more importantly the more you focus on gratitude the more you see so it's very much again like you can use the car analogy you decide that you want that new car and then all of a sudden now you've made that decision you're driving around and you see that car everywhere yes because we get what we focus on and what we focus on we see and envision so for me, some great ideas around that are to journal your gratitude. Something you're grateful for when you wake up, something you're grateful for when you go to sleep. 
But what I've found to be even more powerful is to implement gratitude at things in your life that often make you feel ungrateful. So when you're driving, every time you stop at a red light, think of something you're grateful for. And that's now a habit for me. And stopping at red lights is often something that people find frustrating. It's stopping you getting to your destination. It's waste, It's causing your time to go away. And we, we really value time. And that feels like it's stopping us. Many people, when you're in your car and you're surrounded by traffic, people are in your personal space and you're stuck in a box and you can't escape. And we can actually get quite frustrated and quite angry and even behave in irrational ways by the fact we simply can trigger our own flight or fight mechanism by getting frustrated with driving. And we can't flight out of our car in the middle of the middle of the highway. So we actually start to fight and get angry. So a real way to flip that is to actually be grateful. And that also switches you on to the fact well, you could be on public transport. Wow. Maybe you'd have to walk. And it just extrapolates out and suddenly you start to become grateful for the cup, for the ability to wash the cup that you're drinking out of. And that someone on the other side of the planet made this that you're using. And it starts to just open up your world and you see things you're grateful for. And that starts to almost bleed into your life and become part of you. And it's so important to anchor it into things, especially things where generally you have the chance to stop just for a small period of time and reflect. Because we all have those periods in our lives and yet so often now we just whack out our smartphone and start looking. Another time to do it is when you're in a queue at the coffee shop. Just to stop. And so often, again, people are like, oh, I'm busy. There's three people so in front busy. of me. So busy to be mindful. Lee, you're brilliant. I love this powerful message. I love it. I love this topic in general, but the way you bring it out is like, wow. I love it. It's like, it makes me excited to talk about appreciation and gratitude because it's something that I'm very big on. And I mean, I try to be big on and I, that I truly love. Um, but we do have some questions from the audience for you. Sure. Uh, if you're ready to get started and that we have three questions from three lovely people our team chose out such a great uh such great questions um all right question number one what are some tips you can give to practice appreciation during a hardship in your life so it's definitely when you're going through hardship is to almost see it as a challenge rather than a threat so it's really, it's really reframing it differently because we're always going to go through difficult periods. Our life is almost like a heartbeat, like an ECG. It's up and down, up and down. If it was flat, we'd be dead. So wow. we, need, we need those times of certainty. And those times of I love your analogies. This is getting me so happy. Okay, <laughs> we, say that again, we, say that again. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, our, our lives are like a heartbeat, like an ECG. They go up and down and we can always bounce back up again. And if it was flat, we'd be dead. And we'd not have that challenge that makes us grow, that uncertainty that makes us go and find new things and become better people. Just in so many ways, we actually have to see it. It's so Some people will see it so differently and yet we have the choice of how we view things and that choice is so powerful 
that we can look at a situation and realize this is a challenge to me to step through. It's difficult, but if it was easy, I wouldn't grow. That's the way to see it. Wow, wow, wow. So powerful. I love that answer. I love that answer. Wow. Okay, question number two. Is there something specific you kept in your mind and life to help you keep going? So it was definitely anchoring into the fact that my children mean everything to me and I wanted to be there for them and be able to play with them without restriction. And just seeing my daughter as she kind of grew from being a baby through to a toddler and just knowing that I was going on that journey with her as she was every day getting that little bit bigger and able to do little things for herself I was gradually adapting and acclimatizing doing a little bit more for myself and she was born in a time when ultimately I'd lost a lot of my own independence and I realized that as a baby we're brought into this world and we have nothing we need people to look after us to protect us and to care for us and then as from that baby we go on a little journey and start growing being able to do things ourselves and learn new things and gradually get onto our feet, walk and explore the world. So it was almost like I was going on that journey with her and that power of being aligned with someone in your family who you, know, you really love, you really care about and you're passionate and that, just keeping that in my mind, it just gave me that bit of fuel in the morning when I was struggling, when it was difficult, when I didn't want to do my exercises and my stretches and all the things I needed to do. And I just thought, for her, I'll do it. Wow. Thank you for that. The last question, are you ready? Ready. All right, awesome. Do you believe in the power of mantras? If yes, have you used them to help you in your own life? So yeah, I certainly believe in the power of mantras. And in that same way, what we tell ourselves and what we speak, we see and we manifest and we become. So some of my ones that I tend to use, I use this one a lot, which is connection, not perfection. Mm. So I use that when I'm public speaking to understand that I'm not trying to be the perfect public speaker. I'm trying to connect with the audience and authentically express myself and give them a message. But I also use that with my children when they're running around, messing about, and I'm just about to lose my patience. <laughs> but then I realized, actually, they're just the children. They're just having fun. And just, just relax and just connect with them. I actually just wrote your mantra down, connection, not perfection. I'm going to use that. Mm, because perfection is the lowest standard we can give ourselves. Because nothing's perfect. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Perfection is um, it's a myth, so to speak. Yes. Wow, wow, wow. This was such a powerful episode. Thank you so much, Lee, for coming up here, sharing your story, being relatable and relevant and charismatic and sharing such valuable lessons. I, like, I got excited from, from all these amazing, important, valuable lessons you were giving. I love the part with the, uh, the, the heartbeat. Yeah. Like, I love it. I'm going to use it. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I love your mantras. Thank you so much, Lee, for being here. You added so much to our podcast. Thank you. It's a privilege, Eden. Absolutely. One more thing. Um, do you have any website links or something that you would like to mention here for people to find you? 
Yeah, you can find me at leechambers.org and on Insta at Essentialized Coach. All right, awesome. Leechambers.org. All right, thank you so much, Steve, for being here. It's great, and thank you very much for having me on. Thank you for tuning in to the Meraki Podcast and for joining me on the adventure of my life. I hope you found this episode to be enjoyable and valuable. You can find out more about us at MerakiOfficial.com. If you enjoy this episode and feel others can benefit from it as well, spread the love by sharing.